psychology, methodology, medicine, and philosophical analysis. And despite that these sciences were not exercised in a scientific way as known today, alchemy is the origin of modern logic. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Truth with your host Nasser Al-Khatib and your co-host uh, Sam uh, Amr sorry Assalamu <laughs> alaikum Sorry bro, alaikum salam wa barakatuh How what's, are you? Alhamdulillah, what's cracking Nasser? Uh, nothing is cracking other than the eggshells under my feet Fantastic Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah um, so, um, how is how is things going? Uh, things are going good. It's been a great week, very productive week, and uh, mashallah, we're already on Friday. Alhamdulillah. The time goes so quickly, doesn't mm. it? Just yesterday we were uh, on Friday doing a show, and, and now last it's week again. we were talking about fashion, weren't we? Were oh, we? you were. Oh, I wasn't, yeah. but you were. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. that was a very good show, but I but I missed. Uh, hopefully, we will get to repeat it uh, down the track. Look, it was a very good show for girls. For me, I was just trying to be relevant. I was just failing. Alhamdulillah. The, the guests were amazing, the, the actual idea was amazing, and inshallah when uh, my wife comes um, down to Sydney, um, I will take her to that um, exhibition. Exhibition at the Powerhouse Museum. Yeah, at the Powerhouse Museum, and I'm going to buy her everything. And then I'm going to say, oh, I have no money. Oh, that's okay. We'll only buy two things. Khair, inshallah. Um, today, something, a, a topic, it's, uh, it's very interesting, it's very important, it's very beneficial to everybody. It is not feminism, it's not democracy, it's not, uh, I don't know, the end, the coming of Ramadan, which is in another, I think, 50 or 60 days, inshallah. It is something far more important and uh, beneficial. It, it is storytelling. Storytelling, yes. Yes, I know. Many of you are thinking, what the hell is he talking about? It is very important. Even in the Quran, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, I actually don't know the verse, I don't want to butcher it, but basically that we, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we tell the best stories, we narrate the best stories. So Islam has always been a religion which conveys its meanings through stories and through analogies. And the Prophet did so as well. Storytelling has been a tradition in uh, throughout Muslim history. And, um, you know, to explore that storytelling technique, we have with us somebody who has decided to appropriate storytelling and make it into some you know uh, a white boy activity our guest today is sean mcnulty brother sean mcnulty salam alaikum wa alaikum salam welcome to the program sean thank you nice to be here Alhamdulillah. white boy activity yeah i know white you flatter me <laughs> yes, it's very nice against white boys these days Alhamdulillah. racial profiling good start there nasa yes well we try we try to be as racist and offensive as possible Alhamdulillah. Uh, so, Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, of course, the obvious What would you question, like to know? When did you become Muslim? Oh, that story. Um, it's uh, many, many years. Do you want me to start it off with once upon a time? Because I can do it that way. If you no, want. no, no. <laughs> no? Okay. You don't want that story. Just no. tell us. I mean, for example, Cat Stevens, or Yusuf Islam, always tells the same story of how he was swimming and then he nearly drowned and he said, Ya Allah, I will promise you to discover your religion if you save me. And he was okay. Um, no such drama for me. I mean, I, I had, uh, I always had an interest in history, and um, particularly with the Romans, the Byzantines, the uh, the Ottomans, uh, the Crusaders, and um, yeah, many many years ago, I decided to uh, fulfil a boyhood dream and uh, go on an overland trip, and I set off down through Eastern Europe, 
uh, followed an old Crusader route, and um, yeah, into uh, into Turkey, Istanbul, beautiful Blue Mosque, Hagia Sophia, and some amazing sights. Didn't feel anything. Didn't feel anything until I got to uh, Syria, got to uh, Damascus, and for those of you who know. Uh, Al Hamadiyya is the, um, the central, the old central street that runs through the centre of the town, and at the end of the road there, there's uh, an Umayyad mosque, the Umayyad mosque, and, um, and I remember getting there, <coughs> excuse me, really early in the morning. Well, maybe not Fajr early, but early for a for a white boy backpacker, <laughs> and I remember sitting there and, and and just watching people come in and go in, coming and go in, and I didn't move from the spot. And I was there the whole day, and uh, until the the Adhan for Maghreb went off, mm. and I'm still sat there. Like, what happened there? Where did my day go? And I was like, full of all these nasty little itchy questions and weird sensations for someone who had been um, absolutely devoid of any sort of spiritual uh, feelings whatsoever for his entire life. So it's all very strange. And uh, to cut a long story short, alhamdulillah, I was lucky enough to. Uh, <clears throat> a couple of years after that, to be sharing some accommodation with this um, Egyptian lad by the name of Amar. And um, he was just you know, so polite, so uh, generous, hospitable. Um, and even when I could see people taking advantage of him or, you know, being racist to him or whatever, and he just took it all with such amazing humility. This was in Australia? Or? It was. It was yeah. at uh, Curtin University. Okay. Like I said, I did cut a long story short, and uh, there's a whole chunk missing from that. But, um, so, so, but <clears throat> no, excuse me. It was, um, it was just amazing to be around this guy. And here was someone who I, I could ask all of my stupid questions of. And alhamdulillah, he had, he had amazing, uh, mashallah, you know, amazing patience. And some of my questions were really stupid. <laughs> like, really, really stupid. But um, he was patient. And one of the things I respected about him more than anything else was when he didn't know the answer to something, he wouldn't just fluff his way through or say, oh, I seem to remember someone saying. He would actually say, oh, I'll come back to you. And he'd go off, find out the answer from a scholar, or whoever would know better than him, and come back and tell me. Well, I really respected that. And, um, yeah, look, again, cutting the story very short, because obviously I don't want to take up your whole night with this one. Um, yeah, shortly afterwards, um, said Shahada, and here I am today. It's almost ten years. Almost. So it's just from general interaction with people. Yeah, look... Um, <clears throat> He, he was no scholar, Omar. He was no um, great person. He wasn't um, at the front of every demonstration. He wasn't on the news. He, he was just your everyday Yusuf or Ahmed that, that you see in the street. And he was... We, we complain about the media. And yet we are, as, as far as Dawah is concerned, our own media units. Each one of us is that, that Muslim guy that I know at work, you know? And we should never forget about that. Uh, Amar was my was my um, media, Muslim media unit. Uh, alhamdulillah, I, I was around him at the right place, right time. Like I say, here I am today. Alhamdulillah. That's very good. Good, it's a good story. I like um, story. Now, I'd just like to say at this stage that um, I'm the only one who has headphones on, so the other two guys don't know that I put a background to your uh, story. What was the background? It's very sort of uh, chilled out music. Chilled out music? Yeah, I just... I'm gonna down again Bob Marley or 
No, no, it's just some right, yeah. bit of instrumental, just random yeah. YouTube stuff I found. Good stuff. I can't um, hear anything. You can't? Oh, yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's coming through. I want to hear what it's, everyone it's, else it's, is hearing. <laughs> it's, it sounds like on hold music. Yeah, it's, no, like, it's like you're on hold. No, my one's dead. Press one for information. Press two for local listings. Moving on. So if anyone wants to <laughs> call us to ask on. questions at this stage, uh, you can do so. If you're in Sydney, you call 9724-3355. If you're in Australia, you call 02-9724-3355. you're overseas, you call 0061-2-9724-3355. You get the gist. Do you get many overseas callers? Actually, once I had a, um, a, um, a comment from somebody in Vegas or something. Not Vegas, sorry, in the US. <laughs> Not Vegas. <laughs> was uh, it a Chicago. nice comment? Was it Chicago. a nice comment? It was actually a very nice comment, yes. Somebody that's, was actually listening that's not to us. Nice. Yeah, whenever we have anything to do with Khilafah, people go nuts the whole world. <sighs> they will. Alhamdulillah. Um, so, I remember the first time um, I uh, read about stories in the park, uh, which is something that I'm very passionate about, even though I don't do much to do with it. I don't contribute to success or failure. But it's something that I thought was was a brilliant idea, and the few times that I was able to go because I, you know, I travelled between Melbourne, Sydney, and Dubai over the years that it was working. Um, I really liked it, the the whole atmosphere of it, um, the fact that you know people were going there, just kids, children, family, youth, just relaxing, sitting on the grass, and you know, thankfully the brothers, uh, you know, made. Uh, facilities for uh, you know bug bites and things like that so we didn't get much uh, we had complimentary mosquito spray yeah yeah and um, and you know you just get a guy sitting next to like small speakers and he talks and he gives a story he gives a narration of something that happened to him once I remember I was blown away by it uh, what's the Ghazali guy called uh, Afroz Ali came and ah. he gave a brilliant a brilliant uh, narration of a book about um, like it's a very old book that talks about animals talking to the humans and basically uh, requesting for their rights as animals according to the Quran that you shouldn't treat us un mm, yeah, mm. unfairly, you shouldn't treat us badly, you should give us our rights, things like that. Such a, a brilliant idea. So you, you, you remember more than I do. I mean, when it comes to these events, I'm actually running around and rarely do I get the chance to uh, listen to any of the stories. So, you know, for, for me, uh, the experience is somewhat different perhaps to uh, everyone else. But I disagree with you on one thing. You are actually part of the success of oh. the event, you personally. Oh. Well, in fact, everyone who attended. Oh, okay. <laughs> because really the atmosphere is built up by the surroundings. It's not really the story so much. I mean, you know, we're obviously very happy that you enjoy the stories, but it's actually the setting. And you're right, you know, at Maghreb time, we all, everyone lines up, we all pray, and then we all return to our picnic rugs. We lie down. There's a smell of the citronella oil, the smell of the grass, the smell of the, the, the remains of the hot summer's day that, that we've just had. And subhanAllah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It, and, and then when you've got brothers and sisters around you and their little clumps of friends and, you know, you see all the, the little boys running around waving their hands in the flames, adding to the smell. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it all adds up to a really great atmosphere. The stories are just... You know, they're, they're kind of secondary to the whole experience of, uh, of of going along to the event. It sounds like more about uh, kind of bringing the community together, and uh, the stories are kind of like a byproduct <coughs> of that uh, of the uh, togetherness. And look, I'd, I'd certainly agree with that. Um, one of the nice things is, you know, we had uh, 
you know, the, we've got a big following in in the uh, Salafi community, for example. You know, and, um, mashallah, the you know the, the brothers are very supportive of us. You know, but but we've got the whole spectrum, and and that's the nice thing. You know, we don't necessarily appeal to one particular silo of the community, and that's the joy of these stories. No one owns them. They are. They, they, they belong to us. But more than that, they belong to the wider community as well. You know, we may have this you know, amazing wealth of stories and you know, literary treasures that we can share. But um, you know, we, we, we don't just share them with ourselves. We share them with everyone. And that's the important thing. Always in English. Always free. Always accessible. And you know, I, I think that in itself is good dawah. Yeah. Um, look, I want you to tell me how you got this idea because again as an idea it's it's not a massive entrepreneurial idea of making billions of dollars. It was a really simple yeah. idea and yet it wasn't some, something that anyone came up with. Look, it's not about money. Obviously, it's not about money. Um, the, the idea came because um, myself and, um, and brother Benjamin Issa, uh, who I was working with at the time, 2005, 2006. We I also sorry, have to mention the other guys who were working on it, which is Benjamin Isa and uh, Talal, Talal as well. Talal as yeah. well, yeah. Talal uh, Habibullah. Yeah. I actually saw him three weeks ago and I completely forgot his name. That's nice. And that was like, my wife was with me as well, so I was introducing, I was like, this is an awesome, and I had no idea what his name was. <laughs> felt so bad. So I guess cue the awkward moment. <laughs> yes. No, I wish I had a soundtrack for that. But well, it's know. a good job he doesn't have a Christmas card list because he'd be off it. Yes, uh, hopefully we, he doesn't have a Eid card list. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, where, where the idea came from? Okay. Um, of a Friday night, where is there for for um, young Yusuf and Aisha to go, the newlywed couple. Where are they going to go? They've, what are the lists of Muslim entertainments? What have we got? Well, we've got restaurants. And that's pretty much it. I mean, we, we don't have a great deal of... I mean, Alhamdulillah is actually getting better now. We, we're seeing a lot of other community initiatives coming up, things like Sound of Light and um, some of the stuff that uh, Mason Fahmi's organisation, Mohammed Zawad, etc., are putting on. We're seeing an emergence of more of a, uh, you know, some, some cultural, relevant cultural entertainments for our own community, which is, which is great. Um, and I'm, I'm quite proud of my part in, you know, being in, uh, um, amongst the forerunners. But like I say, of a Friday night, where could we go? After a hard, you know, hard week's work? Restaurant? Yeah, okay. But it's not <laughs> the most healthy of options. Occasionally there was a, a Hollywood film that didn't portray us as terrorists. But they were few and far between as well. So, you know, it, no one else is going to do it for us. We actually have to stand up and do our own thing. And that's what we did. You, you've taken the, the initiative to uh, make your own entertainment. Pretty much. Pretty much. And um, when did it all kick off? What year? We conceived the idea uh, towards the end of 2005, start of 2006. Um, and only really put it into play. The first season was at the end of 2006, so summer 2006 stroke 2007. Okay. And um, and yeah, we got a good run of uh, five years. We actually took a break um, from doing it this year, which um, everyone's really, really annoyed at. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I miss it too. I really miss it. Um, I was lucky enough to do... Um, to do a story for Famsi at uh, one of their camps and we were around a campfire and I was just telling some just some basic travel stories in front of the campfire and it was amazing and then I was just like 
Oh, I, I so miss this, you know. Mm. I really miss it. Um, and so, inshallah, if we can, um, if we can get our act together, inshallah, we'll um, we'll actually have it running again for next summer. That would be great. That'd be really great. Because there was actually something that's very interesting that you said, which is about Hollywood. The fact is, we're so inundated with television, movies, TV shows, even now, actually, if you notice that the new TV shows are actually just sort of hash downs of, of movie uh, ideas, like, you know, uh, The Walking Dead, for example, is just four seasons of a zombie movie. And it's not the only one. All the other movie, all other TV shows are doing that as well. And so we're, nothing is left for us uh, in terms of um, uh, what do you call it? Um, original ideas. Yeah. Of original ideas of mm. imagination. And so when you do something like that, when you just sit and tell stories, you realize that your stories are actually much better. Oh, the, pic the pictures in your mind are far superior than anything Hollywood can throw at you. That's true. I mean, like I, I really want to tell a couple of stories to make my to my point, but I don't know if I should or not. Should oh, please do. Should I? Should I? <laughs> Why not, Norsari? Share it with everyone. Yeah. Share, with the sh share the love with the listeners. I'll tell you, share I'll the tell you. love. <laughs> this was... <laughs> this was, By the way, we didn't prepare for this. This just happened. Um, so this was in Saudi in uh, 2002. Um, 2002, yeah, 2002. And I was traveling back from Saudi to Australia. And, um, you know, because you're in Saudi, you try and find Islamic books and things like that. Actually, I was going to New Zealand, sorry. Uh, and so um, I didn't know what to, you know, um, sorry, one second. I, I didn't uh, know what to get for New Zealand. I decided to go to the Ministry of, you know, uh, Religious Affairs and get some, you know, free Islamic material from them. So they gave me a massive box. It was about maybe seven, eight kgs. So I go to the airport and um, I've got like my actual suitcase and I've got a, a bag full of books and they let me through. And just as about just as I'm about to go into the you know the metal detector thing to go uh, into the plane, some guy catches me, and he's like, "What's that bag? It looks heavy." And he knows it looks heavy because when I was picking up, I was like, Ugh, "Like that, you know, like it's heavy." So he weighs it with me. He's an Indian guy. He weighs it with me, and it's you know eight kgs. And he's like, "Oh, you've got to pay this much, this much, this much." Basically, counts it out at about two thousand riyals. What's that? The Aussie equivalent? Uh, about. 2,000 divided by 4 is what? 500. Eight, 500, yeah, about five, six, seven, eight hundred, something like that. So I freak out. Now, this was my first time in the Middle East after leaving Iraq. So I'd spent about maybe 15 years outside of the Middle East. And then I'd go to Saudi. The whole time, I'm trying to be very nice to everybody. I see like the Indians, for example, are treat being treated really badly. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be Australian. <laughs> Actually, I was going to be Kiwi and not be mean to them. I'm just going to be really friendly with them. And so when that happened, I panicked and something in my head was like, treat him badly. Maybe this will help you. <laughs> so I started screaming at him like, no, this can't be happening. I want to talk to that guy. And I just like the guy who served me in the beginning, he was Saudi. And I was like, oh, the Saudi definitely will trump the Indian. And he's like, OK, talk to him. Nice. So I go to the Saudi guy and I'm like talking to him in the nicest way possible. This is were you, were you, sorry, were you talking to me in English or Arabic? In Arabic. In Arabic, okay. You know, this is for the sake of Allah. I'm bringing these books. Please help me like this, you know. Um, I'm, my <laughs> Arabic is, my accent is, you know. Mm. Uh, and the guy's like, sorry, man, I can't help you. You've got to talk to my supervisor. And I'm like, who's your supervisor? He's like, oh, the Indian guy over there. <laughs> so it's the same guy who, um, yeah. So I go back to him and he's like, no, you didn't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. He would not talk to me. He's like, pay the money or just don't travel. I don't care. So I had 20 minutes. I'm glad he was flexible. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe he would, he would have been more flexible if I was a bit friendlier with him. 
Um, so I, uh, you know, I'm just panicking. I, I got rid of my uh, SIM card, so I didn't actually have anywhere to call anyone to call. I couldn't, I couldn't call my dad or anything. Uh, so you couldn't, only... you, you couldn't phone a friend or go 50-50 or <laughs> no. none of those no, None of those. Mm. 20 minutes, that's all I had. So I decided to find the nearest musalla and dump the books there. So I found the nearest musalla uh, and I was like, just feeling... You're still in the airport? I'm still in the airport, yeah. And okay. the musalla is in the airport because you're in Saudi, of course, you can pray anyway. Hmm. Um, and I just got this idea. Started grabbing the books and at the time I had big pockets in my jacket and in my jeans. And so I started packing the books into my jacket pockets, in pockets, out pockets, back pockets, front pockets. I just packed everything up. That, would, thing, that wouldn't look suspicious at all. Well, nah. I decided to try it. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of books. And there was a few books left. I just sort of, you know, put them in the masala for anyone who wants to read them. I put, actually, the rulings of menstruation in the men's prayer room. Good for you. Yes, Everyone maybe. Very appropriate uh, well, reading material. I'm I, glad I, they'll be thanking you many years for I, that. I was not thinking with my, <laughs> uh, you know, full intellectual power. Anyways, so I go back to the guy. I'm like, see, no bag. I had the bag. He's like, the bag is empty. Okay, he let me go through. And when you're going through the metal detector, he's gone. But I'm still freaking out. I'm thinking like he's going to, you know, watch me uh, or something or look at me from the cameras. So I'm going through the uh, metal detector. The guy tells me, the security guy tells me, um, why don't you... Uh, take off your jacket so we can check it as well. I take off my jacket, I give it to him, and he's grabbing it. He's like, whoa, <laughs> the jacket is like really heavy, so he can't grab it. But he doesn't care, he's not part of that. So he puts it in, you know, it's good, nothing, no medals, just books. So I'm sitting for the remaining 10 minutes in the airplane, in, in the, uh, you know, waiting to get the, the airplane. Before, yeah. Just really freaked out. I make friends with the Afghan guy with me who's traveling, uh, also like uh, transiting through Dubai to back to Afghanistan. And I'm just. You know, talking to him, what's your name? He tells me, uh, my name is Nasser. And I freak out as well. I'm like, my name is Nasser. What, are you trying to play a joke with me? <laughs> we go into the plane. He's sitting right next to me. And he's talking to me. Where are you from? What are you doing? Then the plane leaves. So then I start very slowly. Was he a ghost? He was not a ghost. Okay. He was real. I start very slowly to take out one book at a time. And putting it back in the bag. I did this over the next two hours until the bag was full. And Nasser, the Afghan guy, sitting next to me, is like, are you a magician? <laughs> How are you filling out a bag full of books? <laughs> so funny. That's it. That's the end of the story. Oh, very good. Oh, that's a good, story. good. good Thank story. you very much. Thank very you. Good. I'll try that's my best. Good. Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. I hope you guys enjoy the story. That was a good story. Yeah, you like no, it? I enjoyed the story. I'm going to yeah. steal that story. Yeah. Okay, you may steal it. No worries. I think there's areas where we, we, where we could uh, amp it up a bit more and stuff. Add, yes, add, yes. Add, add a bit more excitement and stuff. Yes, yeah. I probably would have stored a few books in my underwear. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, tell us again about the Melbourne Project. The Melbourne Project seems to be very successful and it's still well, continuing. Well, they do, don't they? They're still going. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, no, Stories in the Park have uh, been running for two years in, in Melbourne. Um, look, it's basically uh, an idea that anyone can copy. They're, they do share the website with us, but what they do is their own business. And to be perfectly honest, just between you and me and your audience, they do probably a better job than we have in Sydney. They're very, very organised. Whereabouts do they have it in Melbourne? Um, it's in, oh, crumbs, what's that suburb called? Up Sydney Road, up Sydney Road. Towards Brunswick? Top end, is it Brunswick? It's around there somewhere. Mm. I could probably look it up, but um, it, it's Melbourne somewhere. It's all the third world to me, as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
Yeah, so but but they've been running running it for two years, and they even had a, a special with um, celebrity guests flown in from around the world. Um, yeah, so I was kind of putting the shade a little bit by that. Um, <laughs> the Charlotte Sydney's always the best. I have to I have to say, right? I mean, we're we're a very good community when it comes to the nice weather. Um, we'll, we'll come out in the summer, but the Victorians, mashallah, well, for their stories in the park. We, ben and I actually flew down to do some stories uh, in in Melbourne, Coburg, Coburg. It's Coburg. Okay. Coburg. Okay. It just came to me. It's Coburg. <laughs> so we we flew down there, and it was freezing. It was like the end of March, but they were running their season late, and I'm like, um, we could barely drive the torches into the ground. That's how cold it was. Uh, we could see our breath, and it was even raining a bit. And we're like, you. Guys, aren't you going to cancel? It's like, no. Why? Why would we cancel? You're here. <laughs> yeah, but no one else is going to be. You watch. And subhanallah, they they showed that there were probably about two hundred and fifty, three hundred people. Mashallah. They just rocked up and in their big thick jackets and stuff. Can you imagine Sydney doing that? I'm not saying we're wusses. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But blimey, I was really really impressed by that. Like just as an idea, it, it's just so back to basics. It's so enjoyable. Like I've been to the Sydney uh, Sozen Park, and I've been to Melbourne once as well. Mm. And even though I enjoyed it in Melbourne, it was more organised. I enjoyed the Sydney much more because it had a much more sort of, you know, family atmosphere, closed sort of environment. Yeah, we're, we're very lucky with the space that we that we had in Bankstown. Well, look, one of the reasons we didn't go ahead this year was. Um, Bankstown City Council told us that they were probably going to be redeveloping the park at that at that wow. point of the the year. I don't think that's actually happened. I think they were just scaring us off. But um, but it is a beautiful space. It is completely enclosed. Um, there's only you know one way into the space, and that's through the gates at the front. And it's completely sheltered, um, and we can just go in there and literally chill out. No one wanders in, and it's yeah, it's it's beautiful. Alhamdulillah. Um, so what we're going to do... Oh, look, you can turn off the chat sounds on Facebook. I didn't know that. Thanks. Are you on Facebook while you're on the radio? Um, well, yeah, but I'm not talking to my friends. I'm actually... Uh, I actually got myself in trouble a little bit because I asked people to suggest uh, an Ashir to play midway yeah. to, uh, just for the midway break. And uh, lots of people advertised, I mean, suggested. One suggestion was Rehan, And, you know, I love them very much. I think they're the most awesome band. And the other is... Dawood wants to be Ali, but uh, will you hate me? So, uh, what do you guys think? English or Indo? I probably would understand the English a little more. We will go with English. Oh yeah, inshallah. So, uh, just this nasheed, which will take three minutes, and inshallah, we will be back with our live radio scripts. So, uh, be um, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Dedicated to uh, all my young brothers and sisters. It deals with honesty. You smile in the two-way mirror of my eyes I put on my faith like I wear a disguise You can't see my soul, see the life that I live I show you the mask of the best I can give I've hid here afraid like a child behind The truth of my thoughts that clutter my mind What if you knew about all that I do Things that I think The me that is true Would you call me a hypocrite? 
Call me a liar, would you curse out my name? Would you damn me to fire? Would you know what to say? Or would you just walk away? Afraid the me I've tried to hide Would too closely resemble the truth Of you that lies inside I've been looking for answers since becoming adult Not looking for dogma to live like a cult I've been looking to live I've been living to find freedom from cages that limit my mind. Would you call me a hypocrite? Call me a liar? Would you curse out my name? Would you damn me to fire? Would you know what to say? Or would you just walk away? Afraid the me I've tried to hide. Would too closely resemble the truth of you that lies inside. Will I scare you, upset you, frustrate you, irate you, challenge your lifestyle, or weaken your trust? Or will you see my effort, my passion, sincerity? Will you see just a little of yourself in me? Will you take off your mask so we can both be free? Would you call me a hypocrite, call me a liar? Would you curse out my name? Would you damn me to fire? Or would you know what to say? Or would you just walk away? Afraid the me I've tried. And we're back. I actually uh, closed the YouTube. <laughs> Close the YouTube nice one. That's a nice one. Wow. You are on fire. I can feel the heat from here, brother. Bit of ad libbing coming up, I feel. It's very silly. Let's right? go to a commercial break. That <laughs> <laughs> was a commercial break. Okay, inshallah. So now what we're trying is something which I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And I'm very excited that I get to do it now. A live radio. Actually, it's not a drama, really. It's, it's not a, a drama. It's a comedy. A live radio comedy. We decided yeah, to do something which is short. Something which is uh, light. Uh, I don't want to do things about like massacres or anything like that. Just something light and short and simple. You know, see if you like it, if you enjoy it. We may have it as a continuous um, episode, you know, away from the alchemy of truth. And we'll just call it live radio drama. Oh, I can't go that deep. Okay. So this script is called, what is it called? Mr. Nougat Goes to the Bank. Um, I will be the narrator. Amr will be Mr. Nugget, and uh, Sean will be the bank manager. Okay, wish us luck, inshallah. Bismillah. Um, so, scene, manager's office. Mr. Nugget in the corridor outside, knocks on the door. Come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Come in, <laughs> come in. I haven't got all day, you know. Oh, okay. Good morning. I wish to I wish to make a complaint about this uh, about this bank. Uh, I'm sorry, we're uh, closing for uh, lunch. Never mind that. Never mind that. When I gave my salary check to your cashier, Mrs. Grindstone, not five minutes ago, and look, look at this check. She informed me that she was unable to cash it. I apologise for the inconvenience, of course. Inconvenience? 
I need my salary in order to provide food, clothes, housing for myself, my wife, my pet dog, my budgery guard, and my family. Of course, of course. Uh, you're probably... Your, your company probably doesn't have sufficient funds in its account. What? what, 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 what? Insufficient funds? Listen, this check has been signed by the chief accountant of Citigroup. Citigroup is the largest, most profitable multinational corporation in the known universe. It is entrusted to you countless billions, if not trillions of dollars, in numerous accounts of various kinds. They are by far the largest customer, and they are recognized as outstandingly profitable by both Gartner and the Financial Times. They are rich beyond people's wildest dreams. They are literally rolling in it. They have loads of money. How, my good friend, can there be insufficient funds in my account? Well, well perhaps Mrs. Grindstone noticed something wrong with the cheque then. What, 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 what? Something wrong with it? It's a salary cheque, my good man, like thousands of others. What could possibly be wrong with it? Let me take a quick look. You do that. It's torn. What? Torn? No, it's not. Just, just there. Look, see? After the dollar sign and before the number, it, it, it it's torn. Look. Here, magnifying glass. Have a look. Give me that magnifying glass. Nonsense. Nonsense. It's a piece of fluff, that's all. Well, obviously Mrs. Grindstone thought it was a tear. All right, all right. Now that we know it's not a tear, perhaps you can cash my salary check now. Well, I regret I can't cash it. And for what what reason, may I ask? Uh, well, because the new security rules <clears throat> require you, as, as payee of this security, to, to produce incontrovertible proof of your identity. <laughs> it prevents terrorism, you know. Oh, I can't believe you're having a good laugh at my expense. Proof of my identity? Look at these pile of papers from his pockets. I've got lots of piles here. You know, I happen to have with me my driver's license, passport, credit card, bus pass, gas bill, television license, birth certificate, mortgage agreement, superhero license, every other kind of thing. And, 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 and two receipts for the dry cleaners. Very well, but uh, e even though you have established your identity beyond all doubt, I still can't cash this cheque. Why not? It's a cross-cheque. It takes three business days to pay a cross-cheque into your account and pay cash from your account to you. Cross-cheque? This is ordinary. Uncrossed salary checks such as millions of employees receive every Friday. There's, there's a crossing there, there. That's a shallow falling on the paper. Listen, my good man, I've had a salary check from Citigroup at the end of every month for the last 10 years. Neither this check nor any others have been crossed. In that case, now that you've convinced me that it's an uncrossed check, I, I, I still can't pay it. Still can't cash it? Now for what reason? I, I, I can't tell you. Sorry? Come again? I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it? Does this reason have anything to do with this? Look at the headline of this paper. Look at it. Bank collapses. Of course not. <laughs> oh, this story has nothing to do with our financial standing whatever. <clears throat> 
refers to the bank's offices in Morocco, which collapsed during the recent tragic earthquake. <coughs> earthquake in Morocco? I didn't hear about an earthquake in Morocco. So you see, I can't cash your salary check. You can't cash my salary check because of an earthquake in Morocco? Ex- exactly. Precisely. Quite so. A, a, a dreadful tragedy. Thousands made homeless. There hasn't been an earthquake in Morocco, has there? Uh, no. I made it up. You don't have an office in Morocco, do you? Uh, no. I, um, I made that up as well. Then show me the money! <coughs> Sorry, what? Just put your hand in the till. Show me some money. Let's see some banknotes, greenbacks, legal currency, gold. I don't care. Folding stuff, coin of the room, dough, cash, whatever. Uh, I need to see something. For what reason? I just want to see it. Mm, hold on. That's it. Reach into your drawer. Uh, um, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes? Yes. Um, <clears throat> what? The sum of the total's capital assets is eight, eight cents? Th- Ten th- cents? Th- th- there's more on the way. <laughs> Nothing to get worried about. Uh, just called at a very busy time, that's all. Busy time? More on the way? His bank has collapsed, hasn't it? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. We've, uh, we've, we've agreed a temporary bridging package. Um, which will uphold our cash flow requirements until there's an improvement in the general economic situation. <laughs> it's all at the taxpayer's expense, so uh, it won't come out of your pocket. I put it to you, the, ba- the, the bank has gone bust. Far from it. Far, 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 far from it. <laughs> we're, we're experiencing a, a, a transient liquidity shortage due to undervaluation. In a bullish market, our assets will return to their normal valuation and we shall be a thriving and profitable provider of financial services stronger than ever before. <laughs> this bank is unable to meet its commitments. Uh, no, no, let me, no. Let me put you right on that. Uh, once our ongoing rights issue has been satisfactorily negotiated with our stakeholders, we shall have sufficient working capital to continue normal monetary operations. Oh, don't give me this guff. This is an X bank It has ceased to trade. It has wound up on bus street. It is on skid row. It is down on the uppers. You are drowning in a torrent of red ink. It has closed the doors, rolled down the shutters. It is, it is a poor as a church mouse. It has been wiped out, lost everything, gone down the tubes, as scarce as a two cent coin to its name. It has gone to meet the official receiver. It has hit rock bottom. Need I give you any more examples? You are bankrupt. Yes, uh, that was a lot of examples. Um... So, we, we, we can let you have a credit card. <laughs> credit card? I already have a credit card. In any case, how am I going to pay my credit card bills if you can't cash my salary check? Oh, don't worry about that. We can issue a credit card to you even if you can't make the payments. <laughs> we wouldn't be where we are today if we hadn't given credit to customers who can't pay it back. I just want to go back to my original question. I want my salary in cash. Now! How... Day loan. I don't want to borrow $20. I want my salary in cash. Ooh. 
Read, look, $2,384.05. That's what it says on my check, and you need to cash it. I can give you the five cents uh, to get you for the day. Uh, have, the, have the rest on Mrs. Grindstone's desk tomorrow morning. Five cents to get me through a day? What's, what are you smoking? It's, 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 it's the best I can offer. It's a, a, a very reasonable rate of interest. What in the name of all that's payable to bearer on demand did you do with my $2,384? Um, could be any one of several things. Uh, hold on. Yep, um... Keep looking. Credit, credit card losses, stock exchange falls, mortgage defaults, property prices, huge bonuses to directors. Oh, here we go. Uh, $2,384.05 exactly. See? Oh, that long last. May I have the cash, please? I regret no. You see, the, um, the asset into which it was converted has declined in value very sad um, since the initial investment and well the bank is unable to realize it on the spot the value of an investment can go down as well as up you do realize this now don't you it, oh, give me that piece of paper this isn't an asset reconciliation docket it's a betting slip it's no 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 um um Ladbrokes or Oztab or whatever the Australian version of this is, is a little-known expert stock and bond broker on the stock exchange. You bet my salary on a three-legged Pete at the 4.30 race at Rose Hill. It was 101, 100 to one outsider, but we had a hot tip that morning and it seems worth a try in the circumstances. Does the Financial Services Authority approve this kind of speculative uh, investment management? Uh, horse racing is outside of the remit of the Financial Services Authority, so they can't stop us. How about the Jockey Club? Um, tell you what, that's a game of strip poker. <laughs> Does this sketch have a punchline? Uh, no. And NC. Hey. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. That yeah, was, yeah. Was really can good. I, can I have my money back now, please? Yes, you yes. can have all $2,384. I just want to apologize uh, to the listeners. Yes, my accent was fading in and out in different... Okay. Uh, <laughs> One of our listeners actually had to take off her headphones when you screamed into the mic. <laughs> but it's good, alhamdulillah. I, I think uh, that went very well. Um, please, if any of our uh, listeners would like to give us uh, feedback, you can do so. Uh, okay, we're already getting a very long lol, so that's good. Um, we we did the desired outcome, which was to get people to laugh. Uh, you can call us nine seven two four double. Oh, sorry, nine seven two four six two. No, that's the fax. Nine seven two four double three double five. If it's negative criticism, please call the fax line. <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave a message on the Facebook uh, yes. page if you want to speak to the bank manager oh, or, or Mr. Nugard. Inshallah. Now. Uh, because I've had two people uh, strongly uh, ask for two nashids, we're going to play the other nashid as well. Alhamdulillah, <coughs> we have time now. So this is Rehan. The nashid is called Alanga Indaya Hindup Ini. That's the name on the YouTube clip. And it is actually one of my favorite nashids. I can't understand it, but it's amazing. These guys, mashallah, alayhum. All right, so uh, Roll this that is the tape. <laughs> 
Engkau indahnya hidup ini Andai dapat ku tatap wajahmu Kan pasti mengalir air mataku Karena pancaran ketenanganmu Alangkah indahnya hidup ini Andai dapat ku kucup tanganmu Moga mengalir keberkatan dalam Mengikut jejak langkahmu Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habibullah Tak pernah ku tatap wajahmu Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habibullah Kami rindu Allahumma salli ala Muhammad Ya Rabbi salli alaihi wa sallim Allahumma salli ala Muhammad Ya Rabbi salli alaihi wa sallim Alamkah indahnya Hidup ini andai dapat ku dakap dirimu Tiada kata yang dapat aku ucapkan Hanya Tuhan saja yang tahu Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habibullah Tak pernah Ku tatap wajahmu Ya Rasulullah Ya Habibullah Kami rindu padamu Ku tahu cintamu kepada umat 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 Syafaatkan kami Alangkah indahnya hidup ini Andai dapat ku tatap wajahmu Kan pasti mengalir air mataku Kena pancaran ketenangan Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habibullah Tak pernah ku tatap wajahmu Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habibullah Kami rindu padamu Ya Rasulullah, Ya Terimalah kami sebagai umatmu Ya Rasulullah, Ya Habib
على محمد يا ربي صلي عليه وسلم اللهم صلي على محمد يا ربي صلي عليه وسلم اللهم صلي على محمد يا ربي صلي عليه وسلم اللهم صلي على محمد يا ربي صلي عليه وسلم and we're back hope you guys uh, enjoyed this nasheed i actually enjoyed it immensely i i love this nasheed very much and just rayhan amazing amazing group mashallah i i saw them in uh, stories in the no, sorry in the park sounds of uh, light sounds of light and i was fortunate enough to be able to go backstage and to interview them amazing amazing sound mashallah alayhum and uh, also i didn't understand anything from that nasheed except for the ad'a of course of allahumma salli ala muhammad um strongly recommend that you guys all watch it we've had some feedback so there was one lol and there was a sorry brother but it was dot 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 so um i guess not everybody liked it but um no that's good that's positive oh is it okay i believe so i don't know if somebody apologizes to me i'm thinking it's not <laughs> it's not very good but <laughs> i like to tell me forever i've lost the ability to type i'm laughing so hard maybe but why would you apologize then anyways doesn't matter thanks for the feedback listeners um look um it's it's an experiment which we thought uh, we should go through i like it a lot i think i will do something like that in the future as well maybe something more serious and longer we'll see inshallah um now tell me tell us uh, sean uh, what is the future for uh, sans uh, for uh, what's wrong with me story of stories in a pack I mean, it's it's stories weird. of light, stories <laughs> or sound, sounds of parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh look, um, yeah, like I say, I, I've really missed it this year. Uh, God willing, I will get a chance to get uh, get the storytellers together again for another season, uh, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen summer of. Um, for now, for the time being, though, um, because my wife is about to give birth to. God, how many kids do I have now? Five? No, it's more than Four? that. Four? No, it's more Six? than that. It's more than that. Seven? This will be number eight. You're joking, right? Wallah. Mashallah. Eight children. Wow. Yeah. Eight kids. Mashallah. That's amazing. I thought you were joking. <laughs> oh, no, it's my own private Irish intifada. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, uh, she, inshallah, will be uh, giving birth uh, to number eight in July. So, for the time being, I'm concentrating on... Feathering the nest and making things Inshallah. as comfortable as I can Inshallah. with a yeah, of children. But anyways, it's it's uh, winter now, isn't it? So, I mean, it's going to rain and everything. So, we're talking about December. December? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Inshallah. Look, um, traditionally, we've we've uh, put it on uh, end of December, just after the, um, the, 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 the Christmas holiday break. Um, and all the way through January and February. It gets really nice. And um, and the mosquitoes also come out and support us too. So it's, it's really yeah, mashallah, nice. brothers and sisters, mosquitoes, which yeah. we fellow mozzies would rather not have with us. Have you uh, found a good venue, or will it be in Bankstown, or are you looking to? Uh, God willing, Bankstown again. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that we could have it back. It's a very special place, but you know what? I'm I'm open to suggestions. Um, you know, 
I mean, someone said Auburn Botanical Gardens. Yeah, possibly. Possibly even take it on tour around some of the um, some of the universities. I think there's, uh, that was one of the suggestions that, that actually would be came a up. Idea. So bring it on campus, stick out the torches, and um, let the students and the mozzies get together. Did you think of having more than one stories in the park at once? Like, for example, Sydney is quite a large area. I mean, you could have a very successful, for example, I'm just thinking at the top of my head, you know, one in Bankstown, one in the Hills District, and one in uh, Rudy Hill or look, something like no, that. There's no reason why not. But look, we, we are the Linux or the Ubuntu of the uh, entertainment world. You know, this this is a pattern that we've got. Sorry, I'll explain that to the non-IT people, which is probably only about 5% of the community, seeing as we are all IT geeks. <clears throat> Sorry. That Present is. company accepted. <laughs> Evidently, I need another analogy. I apologise. Look, the point is, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's an event that everyone is free to copy because it is so simple. You need a man, a microphone, a couple of stories, and a nice location. Get out there, go yeah. and do it, do it. You know, I've had inquiries from brothers and sisters in um, Indonesia, in uh, Malaysia, who are all very keen on doing something similar out there. They just want to know roughly what the format is. So I tell them, we go down there, we go and pray. We're going to tell a couple of stories, free refreshments, get a sponsor to pay for all of that, and then pray a show and go home. And that's it. That's, that's the model. So, yeah, God willing, you know, we'll see more of them. I'd love to see um, other ones going off. Because, like I say, it's not about, you know, us becoming a powerful storytelling machine. Mm. It's about providing entertainment for the community. Mm. I've got a, um, a question from a listener here. First, uh, she asked if we've considered uh, doing it across different parks in Sydney, and we've answered that, inshallah. Are you are you part of any particular organization, like the UMA or something, uh, and uh, from myself in addition, would you consider involving or incorporating this into an organization? Uh, look, we, we've had approaches from organizations before. I think one of the reasons why um, we've been successful and, and able to attract speakers from all different uh, sections of the community is that we are <clears throat> fiercely independent um, you know we, like I say we've, we've had offers from a couple um, who would take us under their wing and provide finances and the like which which is great but um, yeah no we, I mean we're happy to work with anyone you know I, you know I've, I've uh, we've provided storytelling services to to various organisations, both Muslim and non-Muslim, um, and we're happy to to do that all free of charge. If you've got an event, you know, whatever, we're we're happy to um, to get our guys along there and and, and help out. But um, as for becoming part of another organisation, uh, it's been tempting. Uh, this season, I thought if we could fob it off to someone else, you know, it might get off the ground. But you know, we've um, you know, all three of the directors, including uh, obviously Talal, uh, becoming a father for the first time. It was pretty hectic this time around. And, and yeah, we could have palmed it off to someone, but I, I think we've probably made the right decision. No, I'm God sure willing, Inshallah, in, inshallah um, the next season, everyone will be foaming at the mouths with anticipation. No, I think I think it's a very good idea. Generally, I mean, uh, you know, with with all respect and appreciation for the work that the organizations do, we can't avoid the fact that there is politics and it's much of it is petty politics. So keeping it between three people and not calling it an organization is probably one of the smartest decisions that you've made in regards to this. Thanks. Um, I, one of my listeners would like to send her love and salams to her husband. She says my husband, but I don't think it's my husband. It's her husband, Khalid Musa. So Khalid, your wife loves you. 
which I think he already knows. Michelle, He's got two kids. Ah, oh, isn't that nice? It's not even Valentine's Day. <laughs> every day is Valentine's every Day. Every day is Valentine's Day. That's right. Alhamdulillah. Uh, what about um, other um, ventures? Are you thinking of anything else? Look, we, we've got one or two things in the pipeline. We really love the model that um, Sounds of Light have put on. Um, you know, I, I love Nasheed. Um, before actually be, being part of Sounds of Light, I really hadn't been exposed to that much. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's a really beautiful thing that, again, we should look for opportunities to share it and get it out there and, you know, become known as this community of, you know, beautiful sounds people may not necessarily understand it but as you you know there's beauty in it still so um so yeah i mean there's a couple of things like that i'd love to see some more uh muslim comedians coming out here we've got some amazing talent uh both in the states canada uk south africa um and and lots of uh, homegrown talent too so yeah. i'd like to see a little bit more of that it, it the whole idea of halal entertainment is just fantastic you know, and it's just something I think we're at the the front end of, and we're going to see a lot more as our community matures, Evolves. as we start, yeah, you know, coming together. We abandon the um, the ethnic silos and start, you know, yeah. becoming a Muslim community as opposed to a you know a separate Lebanese one, a separate um, Indonesian one, a Turkish one, and so on. So yeah. the moment we you know can start leaving those behind and become this Australian and put Muslim first. Um, you're going to see many, many more of these these things because we've got a great amount of support. We've got a great amount of talent. Um, and, you know, alhamdulillah, we should be very thankful. Um, look, uh, this is a brilliant um, uh, initiative again, and I, I thank you for coming up with it and for maintaining it. And inshallah, we wish you all the best for your upcoming child and um, also for the next uh, project, inshallah. Also, jazakumullah khairan to Brother Benjamin Musa and to Talal Habibullah for uh, you know putting up such great efforts for giving up their time and energy inshallah also to sister Mihal who has farewelled her soul sister and she is nearly devastated sorry to hear that I make dua that um, you find um, a new soul sister I guess for that. inshallah inshallah, inshallah. Uh, so we come to the end of our show unfortunately um, and so we would like to go out to the bang this show we've got a special guest who is going to farewell us Thanks for listening to the Alchemy of Truth. <coughs> Make sure you tune in next week for another exciting show. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much, Hamoudi. That was done like a pro. So, um, again, thank you very much to our guest, uh, Sean uh, McNulty. Jazakallah khairan, bro. Thank thanks, for thanks for coming in, Sean. And um, thank you also to our uh, co-host, um, uh, Amr. Thank you very much. <laughs> <for us. laughs> I don't know what's wrong Thanks, and, uh, um, Mr. Mr. Nugget. Yes, yeah, Mr. Mr. Nugget. And uh, the narrator, the uh, host of the program, Nasr Khatib. Thanks you for listening, for watching, and for contributing. Uh, we'll see you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.